There it is, the music that you've been waiting for all week. Hey, everybody, it's Laz coming at you with another episode of The Laz Word. That's right, we got episode 21 underway. So welcome back, and thanks for joining me again this week. We're going to get right to our first sponsor so we can get right into the show, which is A Night to Remember Entertainment. Go on Facebook, and you can check them out by hitting up the search box and typing in the at symbol, the number one great DJ that's at one great DJ. Get right to their page, and you too can book a night to remember for your next event. And as their slogan says, they will make your next event a night to remember. So be sure to check them out. Those guys are skilled at what they do, bring some great music to the party, and you will absolutely be satisfied. Be sure to tell them that the last word sent you, and you can get $100 off your next event with a night to remember as long as you book in the months of November 2020 and December 2020. And speaking of good music, my band, the Throwback Junkies, are going to be live in February at the Habit of Grace American Legion, so you're going to want to check this, them out. I will be there, I believe it is on February the 5th, and that's going to be at the American Legion in Habit of Grace, Maryland. So be sure to check them out. That's at Throwback Junkies Rocks. And you can check us out on Facebook. So, hey, getting into the show, I just had a chance to watch the recent press release from Governor Hogan for Maryland. What a disgrace. Ugh. Yeah. This guy is now being called Lockdown Larry and, in fact, has been called Lockdown Larry by myself and many others for quite some time. And what are the newest regulations that good old Lockdown Larry has come out with? Well... You can't visit hospitals, you can't visit nursing homes, restaurants have to close by 10 o'clock, and retail businesses need to be at 50% capacity. Well, shit! Unbelievable. This guy is absolutely killing businesses. He is strangling their ability to survive. We have suffered as businesses all year long, and now at the one time of year that we have to get it all in to make as much as we possibly can because we've been hurting so bad all year, the one time of year that is our time, and he takes it away from him and from us. Lockdown Larry says, no, no, you can't have that. What a freaking joke this guy has been. Now listen, I'm going to shoot straight with you. I realize that there are some dangers to COVID, okay? I realize that there are some risks. I realize that people will absolutely get sick, and unfortunately and horribly, some people will die. And I get it. I myself am at risk for COVID. In fact, I myself am at high risk for COVID. But you have to take precautions. But there's a difference between taking precautions and living under an absolute gripping fear. We have to stop just existing because that's all we're doing right now. We aren't living, at least not here, not in the People's Republic of Maryland. And for all of you libs out there, this is what it's like living under your government's thumb. And it's only just begun. You know, we've been socially distancing. We've been wearing masks. We've been under the government's thumb since what, March? Hey, Lair. Either the damn masks work and either social distancing works or it doesn't. And here's my theory. It's not working. 
because the cases are going up. Now, listen, I am the first to tell you that the science is really simple on this. It's science and math together, okay? The more people you test, the more tests you're going to get, and the more positives you're going to get. That is just the way it works, folks. And anybody that tells you any different is flat out lying to you. It's not that those cases weren't there before. We just didn't know about them before because we weren't friggin' testing as much before, okay? But at the end of the day, we have to take precautions, but we don't have to stop our lives completely. What's even more crazy to me is that the sheer compliance and the rate at which so many Marylanders, so many Americans are willing to walk away from their freedoms when the government says, you can't do that anymore. And don't come at me with the bullshit that it's about safety of others, because this has never been about the safety of others, not from the very beginning. It's been about what they can take from you and how much they can take from you, what they will allow or what we will allow, I should say, and how far they can push us. Because you know how to erode freedoms and ensure compliance? Well, all you do is you take away a little bit at a time, little by little, until their freedoms are gone, and then it's too late once they notice. Remember this, Laz Nation. Lockdown Larry, he will run for another political office. You mark my words. Possibly even president of the United States. And whatever his aspirations are, we need to shut that shit down. Never cast another vote for this man. He has portrayed every patriot, every Republican, every conservative, and has placated to the left at every turn. This guy's political career needs to be over. We need to ensure that we never, as conservatives and as patriots, cast another vote for this schmuck. Yes! You know, it's also interesting, I think, how COVID is coming back into the news to take our attention away and off of the election and what's going on with that. Like I told you last week, when the Pennsylvania Supreme Court had overstepped their their bounds, basically, and its legal authority. And guess what? I was right, because the Supreme Court just came back and said, yeah, you did. You overstepped your authority. So keep an eye on what's happening. Check out OAN and Newsmax and dump all the rest of the lamestream media, including Fox. They're garbage now. But here's an example of something that I'll bet you that you haven't heard because no one on the left is saying it and certainly no one in the lying lamestream media. There's a report that's coming out of Nevada that 89% of the mail-in ballots were not checked to make sure that their signatures matched. What? That's right. You heard me. Not 1%, not 2%. Not 10%, not even 50%, but 89%. But you know, those of us that are concerned about election fraud and irregularities are just whining and we're full of conspiracies. And I'm sure that's what the left and your knucklehead liberal friends are going to tell you when I just gave you two hardcore pieces of evidence that are out there right now. If that's not bad enough, while... We're having the election basically stolen from us. We're getting locked down and businesses shut down and reduced to 50% capacity in the People's Republic of Maryland by this POS governor we have. If that's not bad enough, the lying lamestream media remains silent about the attacks that are happening on Trump supporters by BLM, 
Antifa, and Biden supporters. And by the way, I'll say this. The attacks that I've seen, which were multiple, by the way, multiple attacks by these cowards and thugs, of course, they're all caught on tape or caught on video camera or someone's cell phone. Every damn one of them that I saw, the attacker came from behind, just as you might expect from these worthless scum. And what have we heard from the left? Nothing. Not a damn thing. Why are they not condemning this behavior? Why is Biden not speaking out against them? Why is he not out on the news right now speaking out against it and condemning this behavior? Why? Because God knows the media would give him the time. They'll absolutely give him the time. They want to know what kind of ice cream he's eating. So they're definitely going to give him the time if he asked for it. But you want to know why? Why isn't he? It's because of what I have been telling you for months. The left, they encourage this behavior. They celebrate it. They encourage it, and then they justify it. Exactly. It is ridiculous. It's sinful. It's shameful. It's disgusting. And all I can say to you is don't be fooled, Last Nation. Don't be fooled. Because the left has become masters of illusion and misdirection and false narratives. And what makes it worse is that they have all of their cronies in the lying lamestream media there at every turn to push their agenda. So stay vigilant and stay informed. Well, on to some good news, at least good news in my opinion. Jack Dorsey of Twitter and Mark Zuckerberg of Facebook appeared... Uh, via a video, basically, like a Zoom call, I would imagine. Um, and they were testifying before um, Congress. And, in fact, they were testifying about the censorship that's happening on each one of those platforms. And I absolutely have come to love the way that Senator Ted, Ted Cruz just hammers uh, liberals, specifically these two, and he he really lashed out at them uh, during this hearing. In fact, he posed this question to Jack Dorsey of Twitter. When Twitter is editing, censoring, and silencing the New York Post, the newspaper with the fourth highest circulation in the country, and Politico, one of the leading newspapers in the country, is Twitter behaving as a publisher? when it's deciding what stories reporters are allowed to write and publish and what stories they're not, end quote. Um, yeah, <laughs> Senator Cruz, well, well said and a well-placed and asked question. And basically what Senator Cruz was alluding to was Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, which says that um, no provider or user of an interactive computer service shall be treated as the publisher or speaker of any information provided by another information content provider. In other words, Cruz is asking if, in fact, they had violated Section 230, which, for all intents and purposes, absolutely looks like they did by acting essentially as a publisher-slash-editor and censoring the um, material that was put out there primarily by conservatives and conservative-leaning viewpoints. So there's that. 
So why is that good news? Well, I think it's good news that they're being called in on the carpet, they being Dorsey and Zuckerberg. And I think it's good that this kind of stuff actually gets out there and the American public hears about it and sees about it. Because at the end of the day, we utilize these platforms a ton and we utilize them on a daily basis, most of us, right? And listen, if our speech is going to continue to be censored, then we need to start looking for other avenues. I recommend that you look at MeWe, which is kind of like a Facebook from what I've heard. I'm not real sure about it. Haven't been on it myself, but I know there are several people out there that are on it. I recommend you take a look at Parler um, in addition to you know using Twitter, because I don't think that we should leave these major platforms. I think our use should, should basically be turned into kind of a monitoring, right? We need to pay attention and see what the crazy libs are doing. But we also need to have our own platform or, or format that we aren't going to be censored. We can share ideas. We can communicate with one another um, to try and combat what's going on right now, which is a complete and total target on all conservative speech and thought. And it's disgusting. And I never thought that I would be in a position or see um, this kind of nonsense in our country, in a country where we embrace or we're supposed to embrace free speech. But free speech is only free speech if you are a liberal. If you are a conservative, they don't want your information out there. They don't want your thoughts out there. They don't want your your sharing uh, of ideas out there because it doesn't go in line with what the left, the lying lamestream media, and these nut jobs on the left are trying to push with their false narrative every single day. It's disgusting. It's completely against everything American, and it's. One of the things that shocks me the most is the left is always the party that was screaming before about, you know, our rights and about First Amendment rights and freedom of speech. But yet they're the very ones who are looking to support the suppression of conservative thought and conservative speech. So here's my message to you, lefties. We're coming for you. Our speech will not be limited it will not be censored, and you certainly aren't going to censor what I have to say on this show. So I can tell you every time, as I have said time and time again, every time that I see your leftist bullshit, your censorship, your crap that you're throwing out there, I'm going to call you on it. I'm going to post it on, on Facebook. I'm going to post it on Parler. I'm going to post it on Twitter. I'm going to do whatever I can to call you on your BS and to call you on your hypocrisy because it is my duty, and I believe that as a patriot, as an American, as a conservative, and as a Republican, and as someone who actually does give a shit about this country and the direction in which it's going, I promise you, if I see it, if I hear about it, I will call you out. I am coming for you when you lay that kind of nonsense out there. It will be called out on this show. You can take that to the bank. And that's the last word. Oh, there he is. He's back. Oh, boy. He looks serious today. I know what you're back for. You want to hear what that answer is from John from down the ocean. Yeah, lads, that's right. I want to hear what John has to say. I already won the first round between me and that punk, so now I want to see what he has to say, Mr. Smarty Pants. So uh, I didn't get a chance to read the email, but I'm sure you got it. What did he say? Okay, well, first, let's remind everybody what the question was, and it was, where in Dundalk 
There are two places that are like famous for cheesesteaks, and where are they? What you know, he could name either one of them. If he got both, I guess that gives him extra credit. But what are the names of the two places in Dundalk that you can go to get an absolutely killer cheesesteak? That was the question, right? Yeah, that's right. So what did he come up with? I bet he don't know. He don't know nothing about Dundalk or Essex or or anything like that. All right. So John from down the ocean, his answers were uh, his email. Actually, I'm just going to read. It says, Dear Balmore Billy, I think I know the best two cheesesteak places in Dundalk. Old Natty Bay's Cheesesteak Palace and Blair Road's Cheesesteak House of Hey there, hon. Your friend, John from down the ocean. What the hell is he talking about? It's obvious you don't know your ass from a hole in the ground there, John from down the ocean, okay? Because neither one of those places even exist. All right, I'm going to tell you the answer, John, from down the ocean, because you obviously don't know nothing, like I said, about Essex or Dundalk or Bowie's Quarters or any of the places down there. Chase, you don't know nothing about any of them places, okay? All right, so the answer is number one and number two, and these are ranked in no particular order. I'm just going to do it alphabetically. Is First one I can think of is Captain Harvey's. Everybody knows Captain Harvey's, okay? That's where you go to get a great sub. And if you aren't going to Captain Harvey's, then you're probably going over to Fouetti's, okay? That's right. Fouetti's or Captain Harvey's? Captain Harvey's or Fouetti's? That's it. That's what you got, all right? None of that bull crap that you mentioned, two places that don't even exist. Mr. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, John from down the ocean. What's the matter with you, you punk? You can't even answer a question when it's asked to you because you don't know the answer. You don't know nothing. Uh, okay, well, you seem a little fired up there, Billy. Yeah, I'm fired up because those are two great places, okay? They're hardworking families down there, and they got great food, and they've been around forever, and it's just like, you know, like Pizza John's, another great place down there. I bet he didn't even know that one. Oh, shit, I could have used that for another question for him. Oh, well, well, anyway, you know what I'm saying. Bottom line is, there's some great places down there, and he thinks, like, he's all high and mighty because he talks about stuff all the time, and then he doesn't even know what the hell he's talking about, and he just proved he can't even name two restaurants that damn near everybody in that area knows. You're born down there, and you're coming out uh, of the hospital, and the first words out of your mouth are probably take me to Captain Harvey's or Fouetti's or Pizza John's or something, okay? And this jerk, he doesn't even know that. What a punk. All right, buddy, we'll settle down. It's going to be okay. It's obvious that you just won round two. Oh, yeah. You're right. I did win round two, didn't I? Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah. So, ding, ding, John. From down the ocean, I just won round two. That's another knockout for the punk John from down the ocean from the great Bomber Billy. That's right. Yeah. So I guess this week, John is the troll on Troll Talk with Bomber Billy. Is that right? Yeah, he's the troll. He's a punk, too. Can we have that? Can we have, like, two? Can he be the trolling punk John from down the ocean? Because he is. Well, yeah, I guess technically we can do whatever you want because it's your... Part of the show. It's Balmer Billy's part of the show, right? It's Troll Talk with Balmer Billy. So, uh, yeah, if John is going to be the troll and the punk, then I guess that's what he is. John, I guess this week you're a troll and a punk, man. So says Balmer Billy. Is that right, Billy? Yeah, that's right. Troll and a punk. All right. Well, what else is going on, man? Well, you know, I got to be honest with you, man. I'm just really getting tired of this whole damn COVID thing. I'm just over it. And I know you are too, but I mean, man, I am just really over it. Yeah, I am too, Billy. And I get you, buddy. You know, look, I talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the show. So I won't repeat myself, but I will say this. Look, we're not that far from Thanksgiving. 
And I think that this is the perfect time based on the newest restrictions and some of the stresses that we've been feeling all year, right? As a country, uh, as a people, um, as Americans, we, we need to really focus on the things that we can be thankful for. We need to focus on the things that we should be thankful for. And we need to focus on the things that are most important. So I can't tell you what the most important things are for you, but I can tell you what they are for me. And my guess is that I'm probably going to touch on a couple of things that aren't just important for me, but they're important for you as well. And I would venture to say probably pretty important for many, if not most, of our listeners. So here they are, my family. And, you know, I'm not able to spend as much time with them um, as I'd like to. And a lot of it either has to do with schedule or it has to do with me trying to be cognizant of the fact that, you know, some are more susceptible to this virus than others. And while, you know, it would be nice to go over and hang out and chit chat and all that kind of stuff, I got to be cognizant of the fact that this virus is certainly a real thing and there are family members of mine that are more at risk. But I'm thankful that they're here and I'm thankful that I still have the ability to talk with them. I can text, I can email, I can call, I can FaceTime. Um, you know, I'm thankful for the fact that I shared with you last week, you know, my girlfriend, who is certainly part of the family, she had a very, very um, tough time, and she had a very scary moment for both of us, you know, and I, I shared with her that I'm not someone that, that really scares that easy. I certainly have moments where I get, like, a little nervous about something, or you have those nervous where maybe you clench up a little bit, if you know what I'm saying, um, but there's not a whole lot that really scares me. And this was one of those moments that genuinely scared me um, because there was truly nothing I could do. I felt completely helpless. And anybody that knows me knows I don't like feeling helpless. I am definitely a fix-it guy. If there's some way for me to make it better or fix it, that's what I want to do. It's just in my nature. I'm never going to change. That's just how I am. But nonetheless, I'm thankful for my family to include my girlfriend. I'm thankful for the ability to have a career um, that allows me to focus on things that I love to do, helping people, training people, elevating their capabilities, elevating their, um, you know, their, their careers. And also, do, believe it or not, I actually have a podcast that I do there as well. So, um, you know, I, I'm very thankful for my career and the support that I get from the team surrounding me. I work with some of the most incredible people that I have ever met in any of the businesses that I have ever been a part of. And I mean that wholeheartedly. I'm very thankful for that and thankful for the opportunities that I've been given. I'm thankful for the fact that I have this roof over my head. I'm thankful for the fact that I'm able to help support my son and help get him through college and that he's going to be graduating in May. Um, You know, these are all things that I am extremely thankful for. I'm thankful for the fact that I have food on the table every night, and I know that there are many out there that don't. So I absolutely would say that those are things that we need to be thankful for. And even if it ends up that we lost this election as Republicans, as conservatives, 
and all of the stuff that's coming out, if it's not enough to overturn the election and Biden wins, then I say this. We need to still be thankful that we live in a country where we have an opportunity to cast our vote. Now, granted, I think it needs to be uh, a fair election. I think it needs to be um, overseen a little better, and there certainly are some things that we can do better to maintain the integrity and the sanctity of the election process and the voting process, but we need to be thankful that we live in a country where we at least have the ability to do that, right? Those are things that I think we can all um, be thankful for and that we all should be, and I know that I'm certainly thankful for them. So I hear what you're saying, and I'm not discounting that we're all probably a little tired of this COVID thing. And I will be the first one to tell you I've been railing against it for months, damn near the whole year. But I'll also say this. If we only continue to focus on the negative, right, and all of the bad stuff, and I know a lot of times in the podcast it comes across that way where we're just focusing on all the negativity coming from the left and I get fired up about it. And I know you get fired up like as an example with, you know, with uh, John from down the ocean. Yeah, dude, he drives me crazy. I know, I know, I know. But what I'm saying is that at the end of the day, here's something to be thankful for. We have the opportunity to to converse back and forth with John from down the ocean, right? We have a listener who cares enough to go back and forth and kind of have this, you know, now boxing match, if you will, (laughs) with you and, and with the show. And so to me, I'm thankful for things like that because it keeps it going. So I would say to you, as frustrated and as tired of this crap as we all are, try and turn your attention to some of the things that are good in life, in your life, and things that you can be thankful for, especially over these next couple of weeks as we head into Thanksgiving next week. Because I think you'll find that not only will it kind of center you uh, and bring you back to reality in a sense, but also I think it will also help you appreciate the things that might be right in front of you that sometimes we miss. Just a, just a suggestion, but take it for what it's worth. Yeah, lads, you're right. You're, you're right. I, I need to do that. I need to focus on the things that I'm thankful for, you know, and, and all the good stuff that I got going on in my life. I am thankful for my family as well and certainly my friends, um, you know, and, and I'm definitely thankful for the opportunity to be on the show and have, you know, some fans and some listeners. I mean, that's great. And, uh, you know, and I'm I'm working, right? So I... I got I got money in the bank to to pay my bills and I'm not a rich man by any stretch of the imagination but you know I got I can pay my bills and I am thankful for that. So you're right I do need to focus on that. But it is really hard when it's just month in and month out we're just constantly just getting beat up by this virus and it just feels like everybody in the media and everything just wants us to be scared of it constantly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, buddy, I do, and I don't disagree with you. I I think that they absolutely want us to be afraid of this virus. I think that's the control that they have. The more afraid that we are, the more fear that they can conjure in us, the more control that they have, and it's why I tell you to stay vigilant, stay informed, and don't be fooled, and to continue to listen to the show, to do your own research, and I'll repeat it once again to be thankful for the things that are good in your life. So I'll end on that. Anything else you have to say? Yeah, just one last thing, lads. Just one last thing. I agree with you. 
and we should be thankful for all those things. And I'm even going to say this much. Are you ready? This one might shock you. You ready? <laughs> yeah, go ahead, man. What do you got? Now I'm a little nervous what you might say. <laughs> well, okay. Here it goes. Are you ready? Everybody listening out there? John from down the ocean, I'm even thankful for you, you punk. <laughs> All right, yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, I, uh, I guess we are thankful for John from down the ocean. <laughs> Well, I guess good stuff, man. Well, hey, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Billy, are you sticking around? Going to help close out the show? Yeah, Laz, I'll help you close out, man. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening again. Don't forget to check me and Laz out. You can check us out on the web at thelazword.com. Get the podcast, of course, anywhere you can get podcasts. You can always email us here at the show at thelazword at gmail.com. Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, uh, all the social media, Facebook and Instagram at thelazword and Twitter at thelazwordpod. That's right. That's where you can get us. So be sure to check us out. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for coming back this week and every week and listening to us. We love it. We appreciate you so much. Thank you for continuing to support the show and our sponsors. We've got some good feedback from them. And by the way, I do want to give a special shout out to everyone at GBMC Hospital in the emergency room and Dr. Friesen. I know that there are nurses and doctors out there that are working on the front lines that are doing everything they can every day, and I thank you for what you do. But this emergency room and this particular doctor absolutely positively, in my mind, saved my girlfriend's life. And I mean that wholeheartedly. I cannot thank you enough. God bless you all. Yeah, well said, Laz. Well said. Well, thank you, Billy. And listen, Laz Nation. You make this possible each and every week, and I can't thank you enough. So as always, I know your time is valuable, and I appreciate you spending a little bit of it with me. God bless everybody. I'll talk to you soon.